בשם השם נעשה ונצליח. Yesterday was the first day of the summer in the year 5777. So they say, We want to talk about the concept of mixed swimming. Men and women swimming together at the ocean, in a pool, in the gym. Is that permissible for observant Jews or any Jew? Because any Jew should be observant, <laughs> or is it not? So please... Uh, I'm not a post sick, I'm just basing this entire class word for word almost on Yechavedat, our Prince of Torah, the King of the Talmud, Ravavadya Yosef, looking in the fifth portion volume of Yechavedat, Siman Samech Gimel, 63. It says, um, First of all, it's very important. Some people today, unfortunately, they want to make men like women, women like men. People are very confused. And unfortunately, it's heartbreaking. The virtue of modesty has gone down the drain. People don't blush anymore. So Ravavadya Yosef brings this idea that, first of all, we have to know, to swim together in a, with a woman in the same pool, in the same beach, especially nowadays that women are... Uh, you know, the swimsuits from 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, if you look on Wikipedia, is not bikinis like nowadays. And it's getting worse and worse. It's a very serious issue. And we're talking about even for health reasons. I, I forgot. We're talking about, let's say your doctor told you for health reasons, you have to go relax at the ocean and swim in the ocean and... You, you want to go to the ocean, but let's say you live in a major metropolitan area where everywhere you go is full of half-naked women. Is that permissible or not? So the Talmud in Berachot, page 61 says, I think the rabbis, our great sages, wanted to put, put, put a big knockout punch in the face of anybody that would want to think it, it's, it's a simple matter. Look what it says in the Talmud. 61 Bavli, page side number A. Kol haover achare isha benar en lochelak lomahabba. Whoever goes after a woman in a river doesn't have a place in the next world. He, he forfeits his olam haba. So, what exactly is going on? You have to know, women, they uh, used to clean, there was no laundry machines. So they would, where would they wash the clothes? In the rivers. And they would have to pull up their skirts a lot because they wouldn't want their skirts to get soaking wet. So it says if you go there and swim there and right in their immediate place where all the women are pulling up their skirts Mm -hmm. in order to do laundry and you go and look at there and look look at them and stare at them don't think, oh, it's just a look. No. So, uh, people that do this don't have a place in the next world. Which means they forfeited. The whole reason we're alive here is to work to get to heaven. You you don't have a place in the next world. And Rashi says, Toshot explains that, of course, it's not that if once by mistake you wanted to go swimming in a river and then you saw them and you stared at them, you lose your alam haba. No. 
I think Tosfot is coming to say, no, God is not going to be that mean and strict. What it means is that the same way you know for a fact that at Thursday afternoon, 50 women of the community come there and they all pull up their skirts to get into the water, do laundry, you specifically come to sit, stare at them at that time. And because the body is hardwired, sooner or later you may want to, God forbid, go rape them. You know, when you look at these things and you're paying with fire. So that's what Tosefot explains. Now, the Ya'avetz goes ahead and says it, takes it even a step further. It says, this is not talking only about women that are married. So you think, oh, it's a married woman, I'm going and looking at her, it's such a horrible thing. No. It's even talking about, let's say, all the women doing laundry and pulling up their skirts so that it doesn't get wet in the, in the river are single women. Why don't you have a place in the next world? Because you have no shame. These are people, they're doing something private. They need to clean their clothes. They would never do such a thing in a public place. And you go there and invade their privacy. It shows you have no shame. And you're trying to fill your head with bad thoughts. Because what you look at has a... What you look at has a very, very... It, it's like a it's like a video, just like we're videotaping this shiur now. This is going to get videotaped in your mind, and God forbid, lead, lead to bad thoughts. And so, parenthetically, I just want to go on a small tangent. Why is it so bad that you don't have olam haba? Because Rav Avadi in his footnote says that there's a gemara in Bava Metzia. Those that learned the dafyomi, we just learned this a few months ago on page. Nuntet 59, the Gemara Bava Metzia says, even if God forbid you sleep with a married woman, you actually sleep, not just look at them, you have a place in the Olam Haba. So why here would you not have a place in the Olam Haba? So Tosfot really asks, answers this question and says, of course, where, when would you have Olam Haba even if you, God forbid, slept with a married woman, we Jews are always optimistic. Even if you committed the most horrendous crimes, if you do teshuvah, you know what teshuvah is? Repent. You do complete repentance, you're going to go lam haba. So I don't want to burn somebody out and just give you, make you depressed. Even if, God forbid, somebody always went mixed swimming or goes mixed swimming, he always has the opportunity to do what? Repent. Repent. But... I was thinking another answer myself. So that's the difference. If you do teshuvah, here that it says in the Gemara, you don't have a place in the Alam Haba, is that your entire life you went mixed swimming and mixed dancing and trying to stare at the women and check out the women at the beach and you didn't do teshuvah, you're not going to go Alam Haba. But I wanted to perhaps give another answer and you know what that is? We're going to talk about it. That the reason why you may not do teshuva is because you may think it's not such a big deal, right? 
If you didn't do anything wrong, would you do teshuva? That's why the Chachamim have to tell you, hey, you're dealing with fire, you're dealing with poison, you understand? Because a lot of people would say, I'm not sleeping with anybody, I'm not murdering anybody, I'm not going and committing adultery, I'm just looking. That's why, chas v'shalom, if we wouldn't know how serious looking is, and being in the proximity, because the Talmud Yerushalmi says, the Yetzahara, the Satan, your evil inclination has two spies. It's the heart, the two eyes are two spies that cause us, God forbid, to sin. Like the Yerushalmi says, what your eyes see, your heart wants. You're not going to have, God forbid, want to commit adultery or um, sexual immorality, like have um, before you're married, or if you don't see it, right? And a Satan, the Satan, where, where, what's the beginning? Of, what's the beginning of the end when you see it? And you want it, then what are you going to do? Yeah, do it. End up doing it, which is the worst. It's the Ten Commandments. If she's a married woman, or even if she's not a married woman, she's a nida, which we're going to get to. And obviously, we know wet wet dreams are a problem. Because the Gemara says in Abu Dazara, page 20, Chaf, Tanu Rabbanan Mishmatem Kodavara. It says in our Holy Torah, be careful not to go t- towards anything bad. Keep away from anything bad. What does that mean? It means don't think bad thoughts, sexual thoughts in the morning, during the day. Then you're going to have bad, wet dreams. And so you won't have carry. You know what carry is? Those um, omissions at night. And if you look at the Bet Yosef, the Tosfot brings, this is Minat Torah. This is not some just extra credit Hasidut. This is how God is the creator. He knows how the human body works. If God forbid you're exposed to women in bikini, then you're going to think about it during the day and then at night, you're going to have what? Chas shalom keri, wet dreams. And that's why the Bet Yosef also brings that they were not allowed to look at a, a, a virgin woman that's not married. That's only from the Chachamim it's forbidden to look at them, stare at them. But a married woman, it's from the Torah that you can't stare, stare at them. Because it says in the Shema Yisrael, Lo taturu achareinichem, Don't go astray after your eyes and your heart. So, the Rambam also in Elchot Teshuvah says, We have to guard our eyes. Somebody that is constantly looking, God forbid, at sexy images, pornography, X-rated stuff, women in bikinis, because he goes to the mixed pools to check out women, you know, and these things, he shouldn't think that it's, it's, it's fruitless. Shehu Omer He says, I didn't do any action. No! That's why the Torah and the Shema says, Lo taturu Looking itself is a big sin. I'm going to explain to you Kabbalistically. Because what's the beginning of the end? What causes you to commit adultery? What causes you to sleep with Nida? Or do Zenut? Avera and Zenut? 
forbidden sexual relations. First step is seeing, then you think, then you want, then you do. So it's a big sin. And the worst part is it becomes addiction. See? In the time of the Talmud or the Rambab, they didn't know. What happens, just like drugs, you get addicted to things like this. People get what? Addicted to. And we said, yeah, remember I said before, technically you could do Teshuvah, but once you've done something a million times wrong, is it easy to do Teshuvah? Every time you do the sin more, it becomes more difficult. It's like a stain that gets into the fabric of your being. Is it, if, if it's a small stain, it's easy to get off. If it's, if it's part and part of parcel of the fabric, is it easy to wipe off? So teshuvah is like the water. But it's, the more you do it, the harder it is to, to purify and clean yourself. And I just want to go off on a tangent here. Why is it so bad when we look at inappropriate images? And your soul knows it. Because if you have a good neshama, your soul, feels ashamed. You know, God, in your heart of hearts, you know what you're doing is wrong. Because, what is, I have good news and bad news for you. The good news is, there is the next world. But there ain't, like some people say, 72 virgins or Virginians waiting for you there. The, the whole pleasure is that you see the light of the Shekhinah. Now, if during your lifetime, you abuse your eyes and you saw dirty stuff, you're not going to be able to get the... You're not going to be able to absorb and get pleasure from the light of what? Shekhinah. So this is a terribly serious thing. That's why, I mean, the Chachamim, they really wanted to put the nail in the, in the hammer and tell you people that just go to rivers where women are not bathed properly, they have no place in the Olam Haba. And we know the Gemara says sometimes actually looking is more pleasurable than even the sexual action, the Talmud in Yuma says. And that's why it says, In a way, it's worse the thinking about the sexual sin than the actual sin itself. You know why? The Rambam explains again, because if God forbid somebody wants to commit adultery, right? How many times a day would he do it? Once. But thinking you could think about it, what? Whole day. Maybe that's another reason why he doesn't have Olam Haba, because you, you fall into the pit. It's much harder to do Teshuvah. So, the Rambam again in Moran Nebuchim, you were just asking about Moran Nebuchim, he says it in a more beautiful way. He says, why is it worse thinking about it in a way than physically even doing the adultery? Obviously, the, the halachically, it's much worse doing the sin. But in, in, in a certain perspective, thinking about it is worse. You know why? Because the body, our body, is an animalistic thing. Your mind is supposed to be what? Godly. That's why you're, you're not, you know, your neshama is in your head. With your, with your mind, you could grasp God. You could learn Gemara. Now you use your mind to fill it with dirty images. And how did your mind get dirty? Because you didn't watch your eyes. So it's a, it's a very, very serious matter. And um, 
There's an amazing Gemara in Baba Basra. We were just doing it in Dafyomi. The Gemara says, a person always has to shut his eyes and not see bad things. What's a person that God is proud of? That, you know, Baruch Hashem, there's a reason why our eyes, we can close them, our mouth has two, a lip and a teeth to guard it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we have to be careful what comes out of our mouth. And a lot of times we can't Control. see what we shouldn't look. So the Gemara asks a question here. What does it mean you don't look at women when they're washing themselves? Look what the Gemara says. Gemara says, why are you even in the vicinity of women that are doing their laundry? It's a private thing. They need to have clean clothes for Shabbat. Why are you going and being a snooper? Peeping Tom and looking over there. So you're a Rasha. The Gemara calls such a person that he can get to his house or to his business from a different way and you go specifically to watch it. So, again, you see how much of a serious matter the Gemara is calling somebody that goes... See, even if you don't go swimming at a, at a beach. See, I we, we're right now in Santa Monica, California. Do I ever visit a beach during the day? I've been living here 14 years, never. Because even if I don't want to go swimming, it's, it's people that are totally dressed inappropriately. It's a shame, I, I live here, I'm right here, but it's a bigger shame to lose your Olam Haba. Then, uh, and look what it says, the Gemara says here, amazing thing. The Gemara says, Le'olam deleka darka achrini. Let's say, your house is right by the river, you own a mill. Do you know in the olden days, how they used to grind flour with a mill? And your bad luck, these women come near your mill to do their laundry. And you have another way to get home. So really, obviously, we don't expect you to go break your head and like close your eyes, but you're praiseworthy. God is proud of you because you get in a way home by not even, you know, the bottom line is if you love God, see, right now in Los Angeles or more most metropolitan places in the world, unfortunately, even when you walk in the street, a lot of times, Women are totally inappropriately dressed. But if we fear heaven and love God and make it a point not to want to see these dirty stuff, this immodest stuff, God will help us. So that's what the Gemara is saying. So, Ravavadi writes here, he says, Gemara is saying that if the only way you can get home is going by women that are doing laundry, still you have to close your eyes, so for sure to go to a pool... Or a gym, or a ocean side where women are half naked. For sure, God. Unfortunately, in the eyes of the Torah, it's a you're a rasha. It would, this is maserishut. And Ravavadi writes here, Gadol minos o. It's so unbearable the sin because we're not talking about little things here. We're talking about olam haba, right? The whole goal 
is to bask in the glory of God. And the Gemara says, I don't know if you want to be called a Russian and play with your Olam Haba. Anyways, the Gemara talks about divorcing your wife. In the Gemara Gitin page 70, it says, Midat Adam Ra. What's a person that's a fool, a buffoon, a bad person? He sees his wife go out with not covering her hair and not properly covered and she goes and washes herself, takes bath with other men. So Gemara says, what are you talking about? If she takes a bath with other men, take baths. You have to know, the rivers also, people used to go make her there and take baths. He says, if that's such a thing, then of course you should divorce her. Of course, Gemara says, no. This woman is a, you're a bad husband because you let your wife go to the area where it's known that men usually take a bath there in the river. You understand? Not that God forbid she's there at the same time washing herself. So Rabbavadiyah sees from here that if God forbid, if you look in Rashi, she would be a zona, she would be considered a prostitute, Arlet, if she goes and bathes together with men. This is only talking that she she should be smart enough to, not to go to the same area where men usually frequent there. But you see from here that it doesn't even enter the t- mind of the Talmud that men and women should be together in a water and um, and Ravavadi also brings the thing I was telling you before. You have to give up your life nowadays and not sleep with even unmarried women. You know why? Even if you're just dating them and you want to get in bed with them. Because since from 12 years old, all of them are nida. Nida is like eating on Yom Kippur. It's a cardinal sin. Your soul gets cut off. So these women that are all at the beach, they're nidot. They're major arayot. You know what I mean? So if you get chas v'shalom turned on and then you want to be with them, they, um, they're nida. So, and there's no difference here between married and unmarried woman. This is what the Shulchan Aruch says. That's why Rabbi Vadya basically says, it's a big, big, big mitzvah. That's why in Israel, Baruch Hashem, we have so many observant people that now you have beaches, so many beaches in Israel. Our friend Ethan was there. That is separate. Men go on one side. Women go on the other side. And there's another problem. Don't think this problem is only for men. It's also a problem for women. Because a woman, when she shows up her body and causes the man to sin, Rabbi Vadya says, what is it? This, you shouldn't put a stumbling block. Not only shouldn't you sin, you shouldn't cause other people to sin. So, when a woman is going in a bikini, even though she's very observant, if the lifeguard is a man, Rabbi writes in another place, because women obviously are much more pure. They don't have such sinister bad ideas in their head. It's men that are always, these sexual thoughts are preoccupying them. But it says, especially in Israel, you're causing the men to have the bad thoughts. And always, Inevitably, it chas v'shalom leads to what? Action. 
right? Because human beings were wired that what they see, it arouses them mm-hmm. in the mind, and yep. so. That's right. And we have to know that all the rabbanim. I want to quote something here more for the people in America. My Rosh Hashiva Shlita, Rav Aaron Feldman, the Yeshiva Rosh Hashiva of Nehemiah, once said such a beautiful thing. He said, "You have a lot of times these Pesach programs where people go away for a week, eight days for Pesach, and there it's Chalav Israel and no Gabroks and Shemura Matzah. But a lot of these pro- programs they keep every halacha in Yore De'a, but not one halacha in Evan Ezer. They have mixed swimming." In a way, the mixed swimming is what? Because it's, it's, it's observant Orthodox people together in the same pool. It's absolutely wrong. And it's a big mitzvah. Because in next week's parasha, we're going to learn. Bil'am, when he wanted to destroy Kali, he couldn't curse us. But he told them, if you want God to get mad at the Jews, what should you do? Cause sexual sin, like God forbid we see in our society, like Sodom and Gomorrah, no limits, everybody having sex before marriage, no modesty, bikini, all these things. God hates this. And in, in a time of ISIS, in a time where the world is such a big danger of terrorism, we always have to do mitzvot, modesty to make God happy and protect us, not to make God mad. So, this is something, and all the poskim, the Shevet Alevi, Rav Moshe Feinstein, all the great rabbis have cried about this, that if you fear God and love God, there's, you have no place in a mixed beach, mm-hmm. in a mixed river, swimming together with women. And how about for health reasons? So, Rav Chaim Filaji also, one of the great Sephardic rabbis, he wrote over 70 books, he was the chief rabbi of Turkey. He lived almost a hundred years ago. Rav Chaim Filaji also writes that, like me, that I'm the rabbi of Santa Monica, he says the, the Rabbanim in Turkey that live near the oceans, they have a big obligation to make sure that God doesn't get mad. They shouldn't let the Jews over there swim together. And even if somebody's not religious, they should talk to them because this God make, makes God what? Very mad. And now every father should talk to his daughter, every good brother should talk to his sister, that uh, we need health. We need God's blessing. We, we need God to shine His presence upon us, His glory upon us. And God forbid, it says in the Torah, when we have, when God sees that we have no modesty, and we do this hanky-panky, not kosher stuff, God runs away from us. And when God runs away, God forbid, I'm going to tell you an amazing story I heard about my Rosh Hashiva. It's going to be his Yorzeit, of Yaakov Weinberg. Rav Shmuel Yaakov Weinberg, about his son. It was, a, it was a scary story. Anyways, Rav Moshe Feinstein has a very interesting opinion. He says... That if your doctor said you must exercise, or you have like a stress anxiety problem, and you must go walk at the beach, even if at the beach there's unmodest women, you know what Rav Moshe says? He says if you're if you're possible to not look at them, and it's not terribly 
crowded, you're allowed to go swim in the beach because it's for health. You're not going there. But Rav Avadia argues on Rav Moshe. He says, first of all, how is it possible? Who do you know is coming? And I want to go as far to say that Rav Moshe was talking about, he wrote this 40, 50 years ago where modesty was what? Much better. People weren't wearing bikinis. People weren't wearing... It wasn't this liberal millennium thing where people still had a sense of shame. And if you went there, it wouldn't be like you would be exposed to totally, like an almost, it's basically a naked woman the way the bathing suits are nowadays. But Ravavadya argues on this. Look what he says. It's like, how could you put a lot, it's like trying to fight, if you put a, 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 a light to this, is it gonna not catch on fire? If you're at the beach and these, these half naked women, how could you not have bad thoughts? So, Rav Moshe, which it was a giant and the Posak of America, but Rav Avadia emphatically argues, he says, even if the doctor told you, because like guys in California or Florida, or basically anyways, you could drive a few miles north and south of the main beaches and it's totally what? Empty. California, we have a coastline almost a thousand feet. Florida, thousand square miles. Even New York, most places, it's not... Why do you want to go to the main beach? Go a few miles north or south. And what? You'll keep yourself happy. Because I saw in a book that the Chazonish would always tell Rav Chaim Kanyanevsky, his nephew, that actually it is, it's very good for the body to swim. You know that? Because Kabbalistically also when we're in our, when our mother's womb, we're what? All around it, surrounded by water. So definitely... Chas v'shalom, we're not saying anybody should put his life in danger, but why not do it what? A kosher way. Even if you have to go to the gym, you could go at hours where you know absolutely there's no women. You could go to a kosher gym where it's men's only. Right. Because the main thing in life is we have to keep God happy. We have to go to Olam Haba. We can't do hanky-panky and mistakes and risk losing the ultimate prize, the whole reason why we came into this world. So, um, and Ramavadya brings that the Rambam also says, The Rambam doesn't make a difference whether you have to go there for health reasons or not. Right? The Rambam says you can't be there. When women are doing their laundry and pull up their skirts, you can't be there. A mix, and I think Rav Moshe would agree. Nowadays that the society has zero modesty. You know, do you know what the old bathing suits used to look like? It was like almost all body yeah. was covered. Nowadays, they have a mosabere with each other. The women, they, we, we become, the society has become so decadent and void of Torah values that people have no shame. It's like shameless. Mm-hmm. People don't blush anymore. And it's a tragedy because modesty is the backbone of the Torah, where do you think the Muslims learned that it's so important to be covered up? Not in a fanatical way, not to cover the face, but the concept is a backbone of the Torah. So, uh, you know, there's a Midrash that Rav Avadia ends with. He says that, don't think in the eyes of God only somebody that commits adultery in a physical way is called an adulterer. If always you're looking at married women and you think about them in your mind, 
אלא גם מי שנועף בעיניו נקרא נועף. Right? Somebody that also with his eyes, you, you're also considered an adulterer. Obviously, it's not the same category. But again, the Maharal explains it so beautifully. When you look at something, you're, because you're, your eyes are in your soul, right? The soul is the window, the eyes are the window into the soul. Right. So when you look at something, you're connecting your neshama to it. That's why you can't go and look at these inappropriate images. Because God forbid, it's connecting, it's the window into your soul, the eyes. Therefore, it's a big mitzvah to make separate beaches, separate pools. And I just want to end off with a story. Uh, my Rosh Hashiva was very, very God-blessing. This was something that he would scream and yell about when he saw that especially people that were Shomer Shabbat, religious people, would do mixed swimming and no modesty. So one time they invited him as a guest speaker to one of the most prominent, his son, Rav Simcha Weinberg, told me this story mm-hmm. around 15 years ago. He said one time they invited the Rosh Hashiva, he was a big genius, a great speaker, 